Hello, you're listening to the Mr. Money Jar podcast. Mr. Money Jar here. This episode is taken from an Instagram live and has been uploaded in its entirety. This means that some of what you hear may seem odd in an audio format. For example, there might be references to questions that appeared during the live, plus some audience interaction, and very rarely some swearing or audio mishaps. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Hello all, Mr. Money Jar here, I hope you're well. Welcome to episode 92 of the Mr. Money Jar show. Today we are going to be joined by a financial advisor from Tim's Wealth Management Limited, who's going to be speaking to us about how to become a financial advisor. <clears throat> I have to apologize for my voice this week. Um, by the way, I have a bit of a sore throat. Um, so hopefully our guest will be able to uh, help me out and uh, share um, his wealth of, of knowledge, no, no pun intended. Um, and actually, this is a topic that I am I'm considering um, taking some advisor exams myself. So it'd be really interesting to hear from him about his routine um, and all of the different options available and hopefully, hopefully useful for, for those at home as well. Um, I can see that he has joined, so I'll just wait for him to, uh, yeah, to join us. Hope everyone is good, by the way. Um, what's going on here? We try and add him. There we go. Invite. Oh, he's requested to join. There we go. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Ah, brilliant. Okay. Nearly lost you there. So I was going to try and join from the laptop, but um, seem to have a few technical issues with doing that. So uh, no, it's um, it's it's mobile only. Ah, okay. So, right. Hopefully. <clears throat> okay. Cool. So I, I I have neglected the, to mention your name because I wanted to make sure that I pronounced it properly. So could you please um introduce yourself to us and, and let us know about what you do. Okay, lovely. Well, uh, thank you, Timmy. Uh, yeah, so my name is A.D. Souter. Uh, so, yeah, I, and I help people make the most of their money. Uh, so A.D. is just short for Adrian. Oh, cool. I've, I've, I've been called A.D. longer than I was ever known as Adrian, so uh, it's stuck, basically. Cool. How long have you been with Tim? Uh, so, well, as a client, um, just over probably about 11 years now, uh, as an advisor... Uh, just over five. Cool, cool. Um, so I was just saying to the listeners that um, it's actually quite an interesting live for me because I've been thinking about doing financial advisor exams myself. So I've been doing this to Money Jar. This will be my third year doing it. And um, 
I think it'd be good to have some qualification, some sort of certification, as I talk about personal finance and investing, to say that I um, am a trusted person, essentially. So it'd be interesting to speak to you about your route to becoming an advisor and some of the options that are available to people as well. So how long have you been an advisor for and what route did you take to get into it as a career? Okay, um, so I, I wonder if it's worth me actually starting right back at the beginning when I first yeah, yeah, do, do. thing if that, if that helps. Um, so yeah, so I was, well, I was 17 actually when I first got introduced to a financial advisor. Um, by the time I was 18, I actually started investing. That's into, uh, yeah, into a, a short-term investment, but also into a pension as well um, and for me that was really the start of my savings you know my, my route to actually saving money as well okay. rather than sort of ideally doing it the other way around which is you save some money and then start investing for me it was the it was the discipline of the investing that that I found attractive um, so yeah it started at 18 um, and uh, 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 sort of eventually fell into a into a career which was uh, primarily IT in the logistics industry uh, but during that time, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, went through a number of different financial advisors, yeah, uh, sort of really benefited from their advice. Um, and uh, so uh, basically by the time I got to my mid-40s, I'd got to a point where I felt, I, I, so basically I'd, I'd reached my um, target for, for um, in terms of pension saving for when I'm 65. Um, and thought, well, okay, well, that's something that I can share with people. Uh, by now, sort of, you know, by that time, I felt I knew a bit about it, uh, and I, and I, and by that stage, I was a client of Tim's Wealth Management Partners and James's Space Group, and I thought, actually, I like, I like the approach, I like what they're doing for me, um, let's give this a go. So at that point, uh, what so, so what I did was I followed the CII route uh, to uh, to get a diploma uh, in uh, basically in financial planning. Uh, and it all started with one book, um, you know, basically R01. Uh, and that was the first of a series of six different, uh, basically, you know, exams, really. So for the people who don't know what CII stands for, could you please elaborate? Yeah, so that's the Chartered Insurance Institute. Um, oh. And for whatever reason, uh, they, they, you know, basically they provided the uh, the means to uh, yeah to, to 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 get that qualification route into into financial advice. Okay, how long did it take you? Uh, right now, then there's a there's a question. Probably about three years uh, to get through those six. Uh, so while I was doing that, I was still working full time, uh, traveling around Europe quite a bit and around the rest of the country. Um, so I did quite a lot of study uh, in airport lounges, on aeroplanes, in hotels. Um, so and, and it got to a point where I sort of I got halfway through the, the six exams and realised that okay, yeah, I think I can do this. Uh, and it was a case really of just accelerating the process. So I took a career break. I was lucky enough to be in a position to do that. Uh, took a career break, finished off the, those exams within about six months, uh, and then joined Tim's Wealth Management initially as an administrator, <coughs> uh, just while we sort of, I, I suppose, to ease me in uh, and to you know, sort of start the process really of actually becoming an advisor within the St. James's Place um, environment. Oh, thank you very much, AB.
um, really interesting story. Um, I think another thing that would be useful for the listeners and for me is to, if you, if you have the um, knowledge, to kind of talk about the different bodies because CII is one, Chartered Insurance Institute, but you've also got, as I understand it, the CISI and LIBF and, and other bodies that offer qualifications too? There are other bodies. Um, now, I'm not an expert on those. Um, sort of at the time, I, I, there was a, a, a sort of mainly a choice of two, and I can't. I think the other one was the, you know, um, is it the PFS uh, route? Personal, and, Personal uh, Finance Society. Sorry? Personal Finance Society. Uh, correct, yes. Yeah. Um, and sort of the, the, the advice that I sort of was given was that the CII was the was probably the, the harder route, but was probably the more thorough route. So, so that's the, you know, that's the one I sort of decided that's the one I want to go with. Um, so yeah, not really an expert in, in you know, what the others offer. Um, but I think also as an alternative, a, a, another way that I could have done it uh, was, so St. James's Place, for instance, and, and other organizations will probably offer the same. Uh, basically they've got the uh, academy um, so that's another route into into doing this. Uh, yeah, I think if you have the time uh, to do it and you're in a position to do it, I think yeah, I would recommend also looking at that that way of um, of getting getting in. Awesome. We just had a comment from <coughs> Catherine, the influencer. The other option is LIBF. Thank you, Catherine. For Thank the you. Yeah. So I think I, I do think it's really cool how there are lots of different routes in, and um, I've been doing a bit of Googling, been speaking to trusted friends, um, people in the industry such as yourself about the different routes in. Um, so that's interesting to speak about what you did and to talk about the different bodies. Could you also, because you mentioned St. James's Place, just um, talk a, a little bit about the relationship between St. James's Place and Tim's Wealth Management Limited. How does that structure work then? Yes, yeah. So if, well, if I start with my role, and yes. then we'll, we'll sort of work up through the through the organisation. So sure. my role is to provide personal face-to-face -face advice. Uh, before COVID, pretty much it was always go and go and see the client. Um, since COVID, uh, yeah, it's more of a hybrid model. Um, but yeah, as much as possible, it's about building that that personal relationship with the client. Uh, it's what attracted me to it. You know, before Tim's Wealth Management, I used to go to my bank. Um, used to see a lady on Saturday mornings. She used to provide the advice um, because Saturday mornings was the only time I was able to get get there. Um, that all stopped, um, so yeah, became a client of Tim's Wealth Management, and it was it was having that face to face advice. At the time, I thought the attraction really was the local element to it, but have come to realise with COVID, it's more that you know just having that that sort of personal relationship and distance isn't really an issue. Um, it's yeah, it's just having somebody who gets to know and trust you, you know, or you get to know and trust them, um, and they get to know you as a client. So that's my role. Uh, essentially, it's sit down with a client um, or a potential client, understand what their goals are, understand their circumstances. So a bit like coaching, really. It's well, great. So where do you want to get to? Where are you? And then working out that you know, sort of how you get from one place to the other. So that's that's my role. Um, largely, it's sort of you know, in terms of investments, you then look at things like their you know their attitude to risk, 
their capacity for loss. Uh, and so, you know, sort of de-risking the process as you go. Um, Tim's Wealth Management um, themselves, so they're a local practice, so based in Oxfordshire. Uh, so, that, you know, basically they provide the sort of the initial support. Uh, there's a, a team, you know, that looks after the back office. Um, there's, a, you know, some other advisors. So, you know, we, we might sort of feed off each other. Um, in terms of you know, sort of you know, experience in certain areas, um, and then so we're a, we're an independent practice within the St James's Place environment. Um, so uh, sorry, and when I say independent, i.e., we're separate to the other practices that come under the St James's Place umbrella. Okay, and then St James's Place themselves, uh, they they provide the financial solutions. So, for instance, if somebody wants wants to save for their pension, and, and we've identified that, you know, the, 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 the St James's Place solution is the best one, they'll go into the St James's Place retirement account. Um, you know, they they provide, you know, uh, the sort of, you know, so they provide those solutions. Uh, they also provide the expertise. Uh, so, um, for instance, you know, looking at fund managers. So I don't need to go and do all of the research in terms of right who are the best active fund managers out there. So James's place and and sort of partners that they use have gone off and done that. Um, so that, you know they'll, they'll they'll go around the world looking for the most appropriate fund managers for these things. So they're providing those that's the uh, the the expertise, um, yeah, and the uh, you know, the ability to go and do that. And so so I can focus on the client. Uh, yeah, they focus on the on the means really to invest that money. Thank you. Super I hope that helps. Super clear, Andy. Um, I would love to get your view, if I could, um, on people such as myself. Um, <clears throat> over the past, I would say two and a half years, but like for actually for much longer than that. But there's definitely been a huge surge um, since 2020. There are lots of people like myself who take an interest take an interest in personal finance and investing um maybe do it as a, a work within the industry as a day job <clears throat> sorry excuse my voice work within the industry as a day job um have self-taught themselves um about various uh, financial topics and have set up platforms like this one on social media on instagram tiktok youtube sharing sharing their knowledge sharing expertise sharing their stories um there are a few advisors among us but a lot of us are just speaking from our own experience and um sharing um almost like timeless principles and, and things that we've read and watched what's your take this isn't to put you on the spot i'm genuinely interested in what you think about this as an advisor what's your take on this movement and um do you think it matters that we are advisors or not. Right, okay, yeah. So I think anything that gets people talking and thinking about money and taking responsibility for it is a good thing. Um, obviously, we, you, you then need to be careful that, uh, yeah, that it doesn't sort of take people away from getting advice when they need it. Um, yeah, you know, it's sort of a, little, a little knowledge can be a dangerous thing. Um, and I, I suppose it leads on as well because what you know, so one of the things that I that I do is um, financial education. So there's two two main versions to that. There's the young persons 
financial education where we go in into schools and colleges uh, and that's aimed at getting you know getting younger people thinking about money and taking responsibility for it early on um, so so like I say anything that gets people thinking about it is good um, but we also do a workplace financial education as well so uh, and all, all of this is delivered free of charge to you know, to, to the organization um, but yeah I think it's I think there is that danger that people then think, "Oh, yeah, I know, I, I know all about this." Uh, you know, I've, I've gone down the route of, of you know, just sort of buying and selling my own shares through, you know, through the bank, etc. Um, it was a bit of fun, um, but uh, I quickly, quickly realised that actually there's a lot of work needed to really understand what you're investing into. Um, so, uh, yeah, I. I think there's there's certainly a place for you know getting proper advice, but it is a good thing that people are thinking about it and, and yeah and, and and going through that process. So. I appreciate the balanced response, Eddie. Because um, <clears throat> something I need to think about a lot is the content that I put out, making sure that it doesn't that 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 it is non-prescriptive and that it doesn't venture into that advice side of things and. The FCA has a page where they very clearly say what counts as guidance and what counts as advice. Paraphrasing here, but guidance tends to talk about, you know, what things are and how they work and advice tends to be more specific, you know, based upon your personal circumstances and more prescriptive. Um, so, yeah, it's always having, always trying to, um, like, tread that line of, as you say, trying to reel people in and get people interested in was actually in many people's minds quite a serious and taboo topic but at the same time at this stage I'm talking to thousands of people at a time typically so making it clear that I'm not telling any one individual person what to do. Yes yeah I, I'm sort of I'm, I'm reminded as well of when, when I've seen somebody pose a question on social media whether it's Twitter or Facebook or whatever and they, they pose the question and suddenly they get all these experts telling them what they should do well there's no way any one of those you know anyone knows what that person ought to be doing uh, without getting to know them first and actually know what they're trying to achieve uh, or know their circumstances so um yeah it's uh, yeah it's, it's it's a fine line um about it's you know between getting people interested and yeah and thinking about it um, and actually yeah you've got to be very careful that you're not then yeah sending them down the wrong path really yeah, I mean, you've come on the show, so you obviously like buy into this uh, new form of media um, to to a certain extent. So uh, yeah, I suppose I was, I was I was a little bit pushed into this one actually. So uh, it's my first ever podcast, <laughs> um, as you can tell with the uh, technical issues at the start. So uh, and uh, oh, no, I, it's been a no a, no no worries at all. I've been really enjoying this conversation so far. So we've spoken about. Um, You've spoken about uh, the diff, like what what you do, the different uh, the, the exams you did specifically, the different routes into becoming an advisor. We've spoken about um, like the makeup of your organisation, the structure, and then your take on almost this line between guidance and advice. You just said um, a few minutes ago that there is a place for advice. So when it comes to people's finances, which areas of their finances do you think, yeah, you know, this is, you know, guidance, 
kind of can take care of this stuff. But for this stuff, you're going to want to get some advice for that. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, I think, sort of, I suppose, you know, generally there are certain sort of things that are you know, I think <coughs> common, common to everybody, you know, common needs that everybody has. However, every, you know, every individual person will still have uh, you know, a unique set of circumstances and requirements. So, for instance, you know, pretty much everybody wants to, you know, whether they think about it or not, at some stage they, they're going to want to make provision for their retirement, um, yes. wherever that provision is going to come from. Uh, but how they get there and, and, the, and the route they get, you know, get there by and what it looks like when they get there is always going to be unique to them um so i think yeah it's i, I think yeah sort of if, if you if you're talking generally about getting people you know getting people saving earlier for instance making sure they've got enough cash but at the moment you know if you've got too much cash it's going to be losing value against inflation etc um so yeah these are sort of, there, there are some general principles there uh, that people ought to be aware of um, and what i find um, when I go around and meet people is that although some people are very much aware of it there's an awful lot of people who aren't yeah just some just some of those basics really um, so yeah it's a it, it's an interesting one um, I mean the, you know there's certainly nothing wrong with the I suppose the, you know the awareness part of it and having the debate uh, but uh, yeah it's 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 just it's just being careful about those those specifics really yeah i i think yeah. that the, the retirement example is actually very apt because on on the guidance side <clears throat> speaking about retirement may sound something like um okay this is a pension this is how pensions work these are the annual limits this is where your money is invested. This is when you can access it. This is what, how tax relief works. This is how workplace contributions work. If you're self-employed, then you may want to open a personal one, so on and so forth. But then when it comes to advice, it might be something like, hey, I'm 53 years old. I have this many kids. This is how much I've got in my pension pot. I'd like to retire at this age and I'd like to have this much income. What do I do? Yeah. And then that that's it's more the, 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 the more specific it gets yeah the the, the 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 more it's actually advice and and that you'd need somebody there to yeah ideally give you uh, regulated advice yeah yeah great um my final question um before we go into the rapid fire questions there are just a few questions i asked to all guests who come on the show is for anyone listening now who's uh you know, got an interest in becoming a financial advisor has maybe considered uh, considered it like myself and is maybe sitting on the fence. Do you have any tips or any wisdom that you can share for people who are looking to get into this uh, career? And if you could, could you share anything about it that has been rewarding or particularly good for you? Okay. Um, all right. Well, I'll start with the last bit there. So, so for me, yeah, uh, sort of. Oh, we've lost, we've lost your sound. That's literally my no worries. Worries. I need to take some tablets. Um, so, um, 
so so yeah so in terms of re uh, the reward from it um, so i got into this to help people um yeah i was i, I found myself helping colleagues um so yeah so you know when i when i meet with somebody and 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 you know have, have, have helped them achieve something uh, whether it's just getting their wills sorted or, or you know or whatever it might be or or finding a yeah a solution for them in terms of releasing uh, some money from a pension to invest in their business or or whatever it might be um, yeah that is enormously satisfying uh, being able to do that so um, and then just thinking back to my experience as well with um, so specifically thinking about my very first exam that I took uh, so it was RO1 yeah went and got the study text etc what I found when I sat down to do the exam was a lot of the knowledge I needed probably wasn't even in that textbook it was, yeah, I, I suppose I was lucky to a, to a degree that I'd already had an interest in, you know, just economics and, and finance. Um, so I actually, it, it, it's, it's getting that broader experience and knowledge rather than just following the, you know, the text that, that comes with the CII books. So yeah. that's, that's one thing to look out for. So if you're, you know, if you're going through it, if you, or if, as you start to go through it, <laughs> look for wider sources things like your podcast you know would, would be a great place to start because it just it, it brings it brings it all to life so so as much as possible do that um as as for a routine i mean again mine was i suppose quite sort of relatively unique uh in that i was already a client and then yeah that's sort of basically the director of tim's wealth management sort of recognized that i could probably uh, make it as an advisor. Um, I think I'm doing all right so far, but I've still got a long way to go. So, but um, so, yeah. It's uh, I guess it's for, for me. Whenever I've wanted to do something like like this, it's a case of well, you know, go out there and make it happen. Um, so yeah, by 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 getting out there and you know showing that you're going through the exams is a brilliant way to show a potential employer um yeah uh, 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 that you're that you're serious about it and that you've got the ability to do it as well so you know um yeah i signed up for the um the, to the cii so i was able to get a discount on the on the um, study text and on the exams so that would you know whether you go down the cii route or or otherwise i would recommend doing that um, and just you know give it give it a go uh, yeah, just just show that you're able to do it. Thank you very much, Aidy. Um, just going to round off with a few questions, and then we can wrap up today's conversation. But um, at least for me, it's been a super valuable conversation. Um, I've learned a lot, and I actually think on balance, I'm going to go for it. Um, uh, I'm, I'm interested in going for it. Um, cool. Rapid fire questions. Um, do you feel free to answer as much or as little, um, to share as much or as little as you like. Um, what has been your biggest financial achievement to date? My biggest financial achievement? Um, so I suppose in terms of my own personal yeah. finance, I, I think basically building, uh, building my pension pot from, you know, from, from nothing. So uh, one of the things I, I haven't mentioned, so um, when I was 17, um, I actually ended up homeless for a, for a short while. Um, through my own decisions and you know it's yeah you know, uh, but 
but to, yeah, so at 17, I was homeless. At 18, I was saving and investing. Uh, 19, married with a young family on the way, uh, but managed to keep saving through that. Although it was only a small amount, it's, it, you know, it, it was, it's time that's the important factor there um, and sticking at it. So, yeah, so for me, it's got to be, it's got to be that. That's a that's an awesome story. Thank you, AD. Um, what one piece of money advice would you have given to yourself ten ten years ago? Ooh, uh, ten, ten years ago. Um, uh, oh, that's an interesting one, actually. Huh. Um, yeah, I just it just you know, I, I suppose invest mo invest more if you could, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's as simple as I can think of at this stage. Just um, yeah, invest as much as you can. Cool. Um, if you were to win the lottery, let's say you were to to win ten million pounds, how would you spend that money, or how do you allocate that money? Yeah, um, interesting one. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a, 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 a certain amount of that would be would be put aside for good causes. Um, I'm not gonna, I, how much I don't know. Um, I probably wouldn't retire at that stage. Um, I would probably invest a, a good deal of it in other business opportunities. Um, so, yeah, for instance, at the moment, we, well, we've just sold a bite, a bite of that. Uh, we're looking for a holiday lap. So it may be a case of, you know, expand on that a little bit. Um, I'd certainly, uh, well, I'd certainly make full use of my uh, annual allowances as well. So ISIS yeah. and pensions. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it'll be a case. I, I'd, I'd only get bored if I retired at this stage. Um, so uh, yeah, probably yeah, invest a good deal of it into some into some further business interests. Nice. And the final question is, what does success mean to you? Um. So I, so I, I suppose my philosophy is. Every morning you wake up and you're alive, and and that's you know that's a success story. Um, yeah. So beyond that, everything else is a bonus. So, yeah. What well, yeah? What more? What more do you want? It's um, yeah. Yeah, I was on a podcast with um, my good friend uh, Mrs. Mummy Penny uh, Lynn Beatty, and I gave a very similar um, answer to that. That that's a, a school of thought that really resonates with me, and I wholeheartedly agree. Um, very good. Uh, before we wrap up, um, anything you want to plug? Any anyone you want to shout out or mention? Oh crikey! Um, yeah. Well, I suppose first of all, um, the the ladies at Burford Creative for um, for giving me the nudge um, to come on here. Um, yeah. So somewhere I've got a video from a few years ago that, that um, Steph Thomas. Uh, he's uh, sort of he's the guy that wrote the networking for dummies book. Um, he did a, a little interview, uh, and I've never shared that video, um, so that stuck somewhere. Um, but so yeah, so uh, I was given a little nudge by the ladies at Burford Creative to do this. Uh, they've started looking after some of my PR. Um, well, they started looking after my PR stuff. So uh, um, so yeah, shout out to them. Um, yeah, a shout out to uh, Matthew Timms of Timms Wealth Management as well um, for uh, yeah, sh uh, basically showing uh, yeah, faith in me uh, and my ability to become an advisor. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I guess ev 
I'm one of those that I like to think I learn something from every person I meet. So uh, essentially everybody I've met along the way and, and what I've learned from them as well, whether it's good or bad. So uh, That's awesome. Um, I really do thank you for coming on the show today, AD. Um, thank you for having me. I've been thinking about do, doing um, the exams and uh, as I said before, I, I think I'm going to go for it. Um, I, I I love learning stuff though. Like I'm, I'm always up for new learning opportunities. I try and do one major learning opportunity per year. So yeah, thank you for sharing your story with us and just for telling us a bit about how uh, the whole thing works. Thank you to everyone who tuned in, who listened, um, who's listening back to the playback when I upload this as a podcast. Uh, we'll be back at the same time next week with another special guest. So until then, everyone take care. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Bye-bye.